everybody. Welcome to Mysteries, Outsiders, and Abs. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir. And we watched the finale of, of Riverdale, Riverdale. Which I am still beholden to could have been the series premiere. Yeah, even, of, even with the twist. Twist. The stuff that happened. Even with the thing that happens at the end, which we'll, we'll, we'll get to. Well, almost, every, almost everything that happened could either have been in the last episode. Yeah. Or, or could kick off the next season with a bang. Could kick off the next season. I'm, I am going to hold to that. That what yep. should have happened is the last episode should have been the end of the, se- of the season, and this one should have started out with a big bang. Yep. You know what? Yes. It could have started with what happened at the end of this episode. Yeah. Like it could have been are... right off the top, and yeah. then we could have done the rest of the episode. Yeah. Yep. But, the, but this, this is what they decided to do. It is another choice. It is a choice. <laughs> it is a choice. And it was, it was a good episode character-wise. Yeah. It was a little... Well, it, it felt very much like, here's a setting up for the next season. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. And I they, w- like, did a lot of stuff. It's like they all of a sudden were like, oh, we have a composer on this show. There should be underscoring <laughs> for every single scene. Yeah. it uh, Aggressive, intense underscoring. <laughs> yeah. It went a little bit, uh, a little bit <laughs> weird. A little bit weird. Also, good. guys, there was no previously on this episode. No, I guess at this point they expect like, look, you've seen it. You watched last episode. (laughs) If you didn't, what are you doing? (laughs) Wait, are you coming in at the finale? That's a bad choice. (laughs) You're doing it wrong. All right. uh, Well, then let's let's start talking and let's get started on the finale. So this is episode 13, The Sweet Hereafter. The Sweet Hereafter. This episode starts with a pun. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, because there's no previous, previously on. They do a Jughead voiceover. And <laughs> Jughead mentions, because if you all remember, last episode ended with Clifford hanging himself. in. Uh... <laughs> and so we were left at the end of last, Jughead says, we were left with the biggest cliffhanger. The ultimate cliffhanger. And I'm like. <laughs> that on purpose yes it was because he <laughs> leans into that and you see and there's clifford hanging there and he's like clifford blossom hung himself and, and i'm like jughead a man just died um i would expect this from alice cooper who is also narrating because this voiceover they're, cr- they're cross writing someone was super excited about this there's like a moment where jughead puts his coffee down and then it's like smash cuts to alice cooper picking her coffee up and typing the thing that really like, the thing that really weirded me out about it is that i would have been cooler if this was like betty and jughead doing it because they have more of a connection yeah the, the thing is that whenever you're cross like doing that you expect characters that, well you expect it to be characters who are connected or something like that but this was just like hey here's two characters that write things which is especially weird because this episode is about betty choosing to write something yeah so it just seems to me that having it having that be the intercut rather than jughead and alice cooper who is now their family has become a family again. All it took was hell revealing one lie, and she's <laughs> at back at the register, and they are a family. Yeah, everything's cool. They got Polly out of the weird incest house. <laughs> Great, and they're all good. and uh, they're all just ignoring it. Alice Cooper makes the the most pancakes that anyone ever has ever made seen. for four people. And 
I don't know. I looked for it. I didn't see any maple syrup at that table. <laughs> so they're just having dry pancakes. Well, well, you know what? That's why everyone loves the maple syrup. It's infused with heroin. Heroin that came from Canada. Yeah. And be- I'm sorry. Heroin does not come from Canada. <laughs> I mean, some heroin goes to Canada. I'm, I'm sure that so there's some heroin that comes from Montreal. This is like the Montreal classic heroin. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's what well, the stuff that was in the casks was heroin. Smuggled across the border from Montreal. Naturally, as you do. By by Clifford Blossom. And there's a supplier in town selling some no, of the drugs a, no, there. No, 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 no. Clifford was a supplier. Oh, supplier. There's someone who's selling it. There's someone who is supplying the drugs to the town. Yes. And, yeah. the, and the sheriff, Sheriff Keller. Is convinced. <laughs> Mr. It, Keller. I'm still not convinced he's a sheriff. I think he's just declared himself. <laughs> Mr. Keller is convinced it's the snakes, which like. Reasonably, Reasonably, yeah. but um, it, FP is very, very firm. Yeah. But it is not the snakes. And I. I believe him. I, I lean to believe him because he he is very forward with certain information. Yeah. And, like, he's already in there. Exactly. Like. He has nothing to lose. Um, but there's this weird scene where Jughead is there. <laughs> yeah. Jeff- well, Sheriff Keller stands outside this holding cell that FP is still in days and days later. Yeah. And he's like, well, you know, if you become an informant, we can we can get you a plea bargain. You're looking at 20 years in jail. And I'm like, okay, obstruction of justice because he disposed of the, the body. body. I guess you could throw in, um, what is it? It's like desecration of a corpse. Yeah. Um, but they don't actually have any proof that he's the one that disposed of the body. Well, I mean, he, well, he, he admitted to it. Yeah, well, he admitted to a lot of things. Yeah, they were proven not true. Like, like, like a good lawyer, like a Molly Ringwald lawyer <laughs> could get him could off. Could get him off. But he does not want to ask for help, I guess. Uh, yeah, I suppose so. Well, Molly Ringwald already left town. She's already back in Chicago. We have no idea what other lawyers are in this. Apparently, they're all terrible because they all let their clients be talked to by other people. Yes. There are no like, lawyers. It's just sheriffs. Why is Jughead there while the sheriff is trying to make this plea bargain? Yeah. Why is the sheriff making the plea bargain? That's what a lawyer does. Why is he doing it? In, why is he doing it in front of Jughead? And why is there not a lawyer doing like it's the, all wrong. These questions go in a cycle. Yes, as you're just like, why is this? Which is that? And this? Which is that? And FP is like, mm, serpents are my family. They were there for me when no one else was. Not turning into an inform- informant. Yeah. So he's like, no, no, I ain't gonna nah, do bro. it. No, nah, bro. FP threatens him with weirdness. Great. Um, I want to take a moment and talk about the scene with um, where you know Betty's talking about everything being normal. Uh, yeah, she's not happy about that. No, and she does. She does the fingernails into the palm thing, which mm-hmm. is the third time we have seen it in thirteen episodes. Well, she only does it when her family pretends to be happy. What? Well, <laughs> what about when Cheryl was making fun of her? Her family was pretending to be happy, <laughs> even though it was Cheryl making fun of her and her family, and just completely unrelated to the situation. When her parents are together, she digs her nails into her hands. When but, her parents are split up, she's okay. But her parents were they, No, no, no. She dug her fingers <laughs> in the hands while her parents... It's almost like this quirk is not a quirk. It's like... I bet if we look up the writers of those episodes... They're the same ones? It, they're the same ones. Well, I... I we're I, not going to look them up because I don't I assume the premiere much. and the finale are the same writers. Yeah, yeah so... Yeah. So um, then Luke Perry Andrews is disillusioned by everything that has happened, which he loves Riverdale. And it turns out Riverdale, not a great place. I mean, it's. Yeah, it, it's got maybe it's because the, the, the small towns around us are pretty 
pretty aggressive. Most, I feel like most small towns have like a lot of drugs and a lot of problems. Well, here's the thing. Like, I wonder or if, no dancing. I wonder if it is a, well, once again, a regional thing. Because I know that especially <laughs> here you think of like small towns like Rocky Mountain House and places like that. You, usually you come up with, the, oh, there's a lot, there's a high rate of teen pregnancy. Yeah. Or drugs or yep. things like that. But down in the States, like the small towns have a very like idyllic That's true. feel around them. But, and I guess our cities are smaller and yeah, it's just a different yeah. thing. So so it's like all right, so you had one murder. I yeah. guess you had a murder before that at some I th- point. I think Luke Perry Andrews is mostly upset that all of his friends kind of suck. It's and he true. thought they were all pretty good. It's true. Luke Luke Perry Andrews is slowly figuring out that he has nothing holding him to this town except for Archie. Yep. And then Archie's like, well, you know, it's over, but it's not over for Jughead. It's not over for Betty. It's not over for Veronica. And Luke Perry Andrews is like, it's not over for us. <laughs> He's like, what are you talking about? We still got stuff going on. <laughs> Everything has changed, This Archie. is the first three minutes. We still have an entire episode ahead of us, Archie. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't just end because you shut down that piece of programming. Your next piece of programming is related. <laughs> I mean, once again, I assume these episodes are just, like, recalled <laughs> out of Robo Archie's mind. That's why they're so yes. fragmented, because he only remembers that much. Exactly. Very, very, very small hard drive. So it is winter in Riverdale, and Archie doesn't know how to dress for winter. All he wears every season of the year is a t-shirt and his Letterman jacket. Yeah, he's, he's good. He's got that thin layer of human around him. That's which he true. Can, he can pretty much just heat. He can wear whatever yeah. he wants. But uh, Veronica wants... This episode. <laughs> to tell Betty about her and Archie. And, and Archie's like, yeah, but we should be careful. <laughs> and it, I just watched the entire scene. I was like, Veronica, you were the one who didn't want to tell Betty. Yeah. I don't think Archie had any horses in this race at all. Yeah, Archie was like, no, I want to do that. We just have to do it right. And Ver- Veronica's response was, no, I should do it. <laughs> you and he's can't like, do like, it. Hold- Wait, what? what? <laughs> how'd, you- oh. how'd you get that out of what I said? But they don't have time to deal with it because Archie and Betty get pulled to Mr. Weatherby's office. Yes. Over the overhead speaker. Over the intercom, yeah. Yep. And there is apparently Weatherby's best friend, Mayor McCoy. Because as we know, she wants to crack down all the corruption that she is a part of. Yeah, she's upset about corruption. (laughs) And it's like... Mayor th- McCoy, remember she, when you took a payoff you took from a Hermione bribe. <laughs> You took a bribe. What happened? Remember how you always give your daughter every music gig apropos of nothing? <laughs> Apparently she's the only band, like, in the town. There's no adults who have a band. No, no one. No, Just no. Josie and the Pussycats. And unfortunately, Archie. Corruption. How dare he? <laughs> Archie is corruption. <laughs> so, um, Mayor McCoy really wants Archie and Betty to be a part of the 75th annual Jubilee celebration because Riverdale's only been a town for 75 years, I guess. Yeah. Um, I, I guess that makes sense. Um, okay. Okay. Weird. So she wants Archie and Betty up there. Because they're heroes. But not Veronica. And not Jughead. Jughead but, makes more sense, but Veronica, not invited. Well, like, okay. So she wants them up there because they're heroes, because they found that fp didn't well they found the evidence that clifford blossom Blossom killed killed jason but veronica's not invited even though she even though she was involved in the case as much as archie was yes and kevin keller was in fact involved in the case more (laughs) more than archie was he's not invited betty makes the most sense archie is there because the plot demands it 
maybe Josie wanted Archie to play with her. <laughs> and her mom was like, fine, I'll make up an excuse to put Archie on the stage. You're supposed to be a girl band. But I'm not, I'm not, putting, Ver- I'm not putting Veronica up there. I'm not putting Jughead up there. And Kevin, no. <laughs> <laughs> and Josie's like, I don't care. I just want Archie. <laughs> Calm down the sass, mom. <laughs> yeah, so she wants them. Uh, Betty really... Really wants Jughead there because so he's, does Archie. Because well, yeah, because Jughead did a lot of work. Archie, I believe, says Jughead did more of this than I did. Yeah. Well, because well, the big thing that McCoy doesn't why she doesn't want Jughead up there is because part of her plan is to essentially blame everything on the serpents. Yeah. Even even though even though everybody like everyone knows, knows it was Clifford Blossom, but but they're trying to undermine that as much as possible, being like, like, oh no, we all know this, but the real like like yeah, Clifford Blossom. Killed, murdered his son. But like those serpents, but those serpents they're are dealing, wrecking our town. They're dealing drugs, wrecking the town. <laughs> Clifford Blossom hired them to kidnap and kill his son. But they, but the serpents is their fault. If they were if they weren't bad people, they wouldn't have done it. Yeah. So she very much wants um, Archie and Betty to essentially uh, sit still and look pretty. Yep. To to like be like, hey, look, look at these yeah. good kids. Look at these good kids who aren't from the South Side. But what she's forgotten is Archie doesn't know how to be a double agent. And what she has especially forgot is that Betty is continuing to prove that she's the main character of this series. Yep. Yeah. And you cannot screw with the protagonist. Exactly. So Sergeant Keller, share, Sheriff Mr. Keller, shares way too much information with his son. Because the kids are having lunch and they're like trying to talk about the problem. And Kevin keeps on being like, well, my dad says this. And you're like, Kevin. A very open relationship. Mr. Keller. Don't share police business with your son. He keeps his beautiful mind while in his uh, office. Is, that's true. Can I mention that the scene is shot the most dramatically for not that dramatic stuff? Like the camera spinning around the table. And the music. Well, like, 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 like the cameraman is on some sort of like roller coaster <laughs> <laughs> of and, emotion. And they don't achieve anything. And then Veronica stands up and reveals Archie and I. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Veronica has to stand to speak. Yep. <laughs> Archie does not stand and says, we kissed a few times. <laughs> and Betty's like, okay. I don't care. You know that I've been standing by my boyfriend and all of his dramatics for like, <laughs> however long this series has been. I'm good. Archie, I can't tell you how little I care about this. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh. And then we have a very tiny scene where Mama Blossom is so overwrought. Yeah, Miss. Oh, oh. oh man, this is going to be a continuing series where Cheryl is not coping. Okay, no, because her twin and her father have died within the past month. Yeah, and girls should be in therapy. And and you know you could you could argue that she did kind of drive her father to suicide. But you know, I because well, because rather than letting the police get there true. first, she told him that everybody knows that he killed Jason. And you know what? Even though that is probably not her fault because he's a grown man. No, yeah, no, no. It's, it's but our fault. she will never be able to not think it's her fault. Yeah. She probably should have waited until the police got there. Because mm-hmm. Betty called her and said, like, you should leave your house. And so she walked downstairs and said, everyone knows you murdered him. So uh, Cheryl should be in therapy and probably on some, like, really serious mood stabilizers. But instead, she and her mom just walk the moors <laughs> of their great estate no. like friggin' ghosts and end up in the barn. Yeah, and they're sort of like walking around being like, the funeral should have been great, but instead he was buried upon piles of heroin. 
And you're like, shut up, Mrs. Blossom. <laughs> He's not going to come back because, as you know, in this universe, vampires are killed by hanging. And then she <laughs> wait, goes wait, on. Wait, wait. He, would, he wouldn't have died, but unfortunately, when they cut him down, he landed and staked himself <laughs> on one of those broken casks. It was a whole long plan. No he one should have been careful. <laughs> he should have been more careful when he set up his crime scene. Then she has this overwrought monologue about how the family is cursed and it has been cursed since the beginning when brother killed brother. Who will be the next to die? I'm like, Kawhi with Me. your... I'm like... You. I'm just thinking, Kawhi with, Kawhi with your biblical references, Cain and Abel stuff. Yeah. Like, just chill out. You're vampires. You're not the reincarnation of the original man and woman. Yeah, and then then, Bloss- then uh, Shale spends a long time staring at the really the place where her father hung her- himself. Yep, and you're like, she's going to kill herself. Like, oh, this yeah, this is a this, this is bad. Th- this is a cry out. Yeah. Um. So uh... Hermione try Hermione tries her best to big dog Luke Perry Andrews, but he is unbig doggable. Yeah. No. He- she. Fired all of the serpents and replaced yep. them with mystery workers. Other people. Yep. Yep. And Luke Perry Andrews is like, well, now now Blossom's dead. He can't hire anybody. Luke Perry Andrews is like, you can't do that. And then she's like, you should let me buy you out of your company. No, no. The very important thing is she says, me and Hiram have been talking. Oh yeah. Yeah. And Luke Perry Andrews like narrows his eyes <laughs> and picks up his hard helmet. Why did you write me out a uh, a proposal? And I'll think about it. Out the door he goes. You're like, darn Luke Perry Andrews. You can't be big dogged. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Her- Especially not by a tiny woman. Well, her- Hermione has, her her arc has taken a sharp downward like pull. Yeah, Hermione Lodge in this episode has become dark Hermione. Yeah. It's- I'm surprised she's not wearing a short wig. Like, like it, may- <laughs> it makes... <laughs> Little sense from the Hermione we saw in the second episode. I guess she's just like... You I guess take, she's been spiraling into crazy for a while, yeah, you and we ta- just missed it. You could tell you that she's just so terrified of Hiram, but, like, she fought so hard to get him back. Yeah. That, like, it, I don't know. The dark Hermione makes no sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and... Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Archie wants to sing a song that he wrote about his friends for the Jubilee, and Mary McPoy, McCoy was like, uh, you're going to sing some astronaut song. <laughs> and then Archie's like, but my, my, I'm a hero because of my well, friends. I need to sing the song that I wrote for my friends. But I mean, in this ep- in this scene, he's not talking to Mayor McCoy. He's talking to Josie, because she's yeah, a mouthpiece for welcome, Mayor McCoy. Welcome back to the series, Josie. Who's gotten some real extensions and dyed her hair blue? Yeah, I know she's looking. She's looking a lot like the um, the singer from the Fifth Element. <laughs> and the, yeah, with the just yep. with, with, yeah, this, the kind of way she's going with like the blue in her hair. It's yeah, yep. It's a uh, it's an interesting look. So Betty writes an amazing article, mm-hmm. the best thing she's ever written, according to her mother, about how FP is innocent and how complicated the situation is yeah how everyone's like ignoring the fact that clifford blossom was a bad dude yeah killed his son and uh her parents won't let her publish it because they there's so much anger about the south side which makes sense yeah but then they reveal that the city is putting an extra tax on the south side and they're attacking them aren't they yeah 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 there's like well otherwise wait I'm pretty sure they said there's going to be extra No, I'm pretty sure they said there have been attacks in the south side. 
So you think they said there has been attacks on the south side? I think side? the city is talking about levying attacks on the south side. I'm pretty sure they said there have been attacks. Maybe they said both. <laughs> like, people have been hitting people. Anyway, Betty's not allowed to get herself wrapped up in this. Yeah. And you'd think Alice Cooper and Hal would be like, maybe we need to confiscate this article and also her computer. No, nah, they, they, con- they continue to forget that Betty's a protagonist. They think that if they say no, she'll just go up to her room. Yeah. And put on her cover girl makeup. <laughs> but no. Which she does later while continuing to be a protagonist. Exactly. <laughs> um, so then we find out that Cheryl has relinquished her role as the directrix of the Vixens. And she's handing it over to Veronica. Which, um, okay. So she says um, directrix. Yeah. Which is not a play off of dominatrix. I guess. Which is a weird, <laughs> which is a weird poll for someone who's the leader of cheerleaders to, uh, yeah. to pull to combine being the director with BDSM. Or maybe she's just trying to feminize director that, no, and that's doing not it wrong. Great. Not great. No, not X. You don't have the I and X in it. You could be a direct, directette if you want to do that weird thing. <laughs> Director's already a gender or neutral term. Directress? Oh, maybe she said dress, directress, not I tricks. I swear she put an X on the end of that. Directrix. Guys, there was a lot of music in this episode, and we couldn't hear their words well. The clearest part of the scene, though, is that um, Cheryl is very clearly throwing out signs of a suicide. And apparently Veronica has not watched 13 Reasons Why. Nope. Well, it's because 13 Reasons... No, nah, I'm not going to With 13 about it. Reasons Why passed the Bechtel test? Because Veronica has strong feelings about that. She oh, does yeah. not want to ask Betty about Archie. Because, oh, now that we're by ourselves and at the risk of not passing the Bechdel test, are you okay with me and Archie? Three things. I had one, then I had two, now I have three. Yeah. Three things. One, Veronica, you cannot be that aware. Like, stop acting like you're breaking the fourth wall. It's not cute. No, it's just annoying. Um, two, mentioning we're not breaking the Bechdel test does not absolve you of anything and three this series has already been doing fine they have so many conversations (laughs) between women that are not and and for a very very like romantic heavy show they actually don't talk about romance all that That much much. like like, like, the interesting is anybody who's romantically attached to someone else usually they're talking to each other exactly very rarely are people talking to other people. people about their relationships they're actually being you know responsible humans and talking to the peace person they're in the relationship with about their relationship yeah so somehow like that like that and that is super good and progressive and good writing somehow veronica bringing this up just like dials it, it way back yeah pulls it way back you know what my feeling is i am a pretty well-rounded independent feminist woman and i talk about all sorts of things with my girlfriends in real life yeah um mostly we talk about how bozos annoy me yeah we also talk about theater. We talk about TV shows. We talk about boys. Well, I think I think the important sorry, thing is that – No, the important – the reason the Bechtel test exists is not that every conversation between two named women has to be not about a man. Yeah. There just has to be a conversation. They have to have other things going on in their lives. Yeah. And guess what? These women got lots of things going on in their lives. Yeah, yeah. And, and it, like, it's it's also – I find I always need to remember about, about that is that that thing is always about, like, context – like, mm. if you have a series where every single episode is, is – or every th- every scene between every single person is always talking about, like – Relationships. Relationships. 
that's 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 thrown out the window. That's it's a fun. romance. That's yeah. a, it's a it's a romantic comedy. Every episode of a, every like scene of a romantic comedy is usually someone talking about the other person. Yep, because that's how it goes. But this one, like you've done so well, don't bring it up. Don't bring it up. You're fine. <laughs> You're doing fine, Riverdale. Chill out. You're gonna be okay. You're gonna be okay. So then we segue into talking about girls because Betty wants to bring Polly to go to school. Wants to bring Polly to school. Yeah, and Polly's like, "Oh, my mom, you know." Betty, mom doesn't want me to do that. And then Betty says, mom won't know. Betty, mom's crazy. And I'm like, Betty, your mom will know if you take your sister to school. Betty, your mom's crazy. You can't put her in school. And then your your mom actually doesn't work at the school anymore. (laughs) That's true. She's back in the newspaper. She is back in the register. But I bet while she was at that school, she got Weatherby just wrapped around her finger, and he's going to call her. No, no, Weatherby's around no one's finger. Or Weatherby will be troubled. He'll be like, (laughs) Alice Cooper, did you know there is a teen pregnant in my school? (laughs) I believe she is your daughter. My Weatherby's not as good as yours. No, it's it's it's, it's a tough thing to do. <laughs> you gotta have a gravitas to it. So, oh, more drama. Archie comes home from school. Archie and Jughead walk in and they're laughing and they're having a good day. Yep. And it turns out that there is a social worker in Archie's house. Because Luke Perry Andrews got a DUI and that means he can't foster a child. Yeah, he got, well, he got a DUI after the divorce and then he said, he said, he muttered something else. Well, he said, we'll talk about it later. And Archie's <laughs> like, I don't care. Well, Archie was also kind of like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, I like you, how. You, like, Archie is horrified, like, is like confused, not, 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 not horrified. Upset. He's just like, how? Oh, wait, what? You did Who? something, you did something wrong? My, my dad is not perfect. <laughs> and then he's having cash flow problems. Yeah. But, like, not serious enough that they're taking his child away. So there should be nothing to count him out from fostering except for drama. Well, uh, like, but the castle problems are a problem when adding another child who isn't his own. Like, it, it is a lot harder to adopt a child than it is to just have a child. But I don't think he's actually having cash flow problems any longer. He, I think he just is self-employed. I think he's worried. I think he, I think he is a little bit worried about um, the fact that uh, uh, Hermione brought up Hiram. Because yeah. like he because because like because she just like fired all of his workers and he's got new ones but now he's like I don't know what is happening and he very well could be playing it off as being like oh I'm counted out but actually he was like I love this kid but I can't take care of him yeah I feel which like, is more likely yeah I'm feeling I'm feeling like that's more of the case yeah. like he's like there's all these things that will make it I hope the case is that he's counted himself out and not that he has been count- counted out because it's a little flimsy yeah. Um, but this really exists just for drama because uh, J- JP, Jughead, yeah. has to be fostered by a family in the South Side, which means he has to transfer to South Side School, yeah. which makes zero GD sense because he already goes to Riverdale High School and his official address is his father's house, which is in the South Side. That trailer park it's- is in the South Side. Yeah, it could be right along the border, though. No. Maybe, that... have, maybe it's a, maybe symbolic how FP lives in both worlds or tries to. Or this is just dumb drama. <laughs> it makes no sense. He's already in Riverdale High School and his official address is already in the South Side. I, I, Nothing I, has changed. Yeah, I, do, I do assume that that trailer's in the South Side considering how FP is 
related related to this outside serpent in some way maybe he's the leader we don't know yeah who knows who who knows how fb related to this outside snakes he, he has a jacket. He is he is a main character of the series who is in the Southside Snakes. Does he have a jacket? I mean, yeah, he does. Have we seen him wear his leather jacket? Yeah, he wore when he was at the White Worm. Okay. <laughs> Where he was the leader of the White Worm. We don't. I have no idea. I don't know anything. So then, anyway, weirdly enough, Archie can get in to CFP at the jail in the holding cell. No one is stopping with anyone. No, with no one supervising him. <laughs> no. He has an unsupervised discussion as, with a prisoner. As far as we're concerned, he just runs in past, he just robo-runs in. Past a cop and is like. <laughs> past Jerry and his grappling hook and Keller. And then Keller. he's like, FP, FP, you yeah. need to be an informant. They're going to take your son away. And FP is like, no, my son will be fine because you're going to help him. And, and Betty's going to help him. And she's like, Rrr. I'm 16. And then FP's like, there's something you need to know. Jughead's going to pull away from you. He's going to pretend that he's cool. He's going to pretend that his life is good. He's not going to talk to you. But you need to know his life won't be good. You need to take care of him. <laughs> and, and, and Archie goes, I'm 15. I had to run here because I don't have a driver's license. I run very fast, though. (laughs) Hey, Aaron. Yes, Kevin. What are you drinking tonight? Um, Tonight, I am drinking another rosé wine because I am wearing a sweatshirt that says Rosé okay. Nice. So I'm really trying to like line did this it. up. I did it. Rosé is okay. It's in my mouth. <laughs> okay. So this is a French rosé. Um, it has a sticker on it. It won some sort of mid- oh silver medallion <sighs> from Paris in 2016. Ooh. This is a 2015 rosé. It's French. It has a picture of a house on the front. I can't read any of these words. I can read them. I can read French. I just am very, very bad at pronouncing French, so I'm not going to read any of them out loud. Fair enough. It's the Domaine du Pelihot. Nope, that was wrong. All right. Hey, French listeners, don't correct me. I don't care. It's a house. It is. Yeah, it's a house. Maybe I'll post a picture of it on Instagram. Okay. On yeah. Monday when the episode comes out, and then you guys can all write me emails and be like, Aaron, I like it when you pronounce French wrong, but here's how you pronounce it properly. And then you can make a sound recording of yourself pronouncing it properly. <laughs> oh, no, or just type it into an email. <laughs> and then I will not pronounce it properly in the future. Yeah, it turns out that doesn't work. Doesn't <laughs> I have work. just avoided saying his name. Yeah. It works well. All right. It's uh, not going to work in the future. <laughs> Kevin, would you like this rosé? No, that's fine. It's delicious and pink. I'm sure it is. It's pinkish. It's rose. I'd say it's an amber pink. It's like the color of my sweatshirt. That that's that's that sweatshirt is also not pink. It's rose. It's amber pink. Rose okay. Uh so Cheryl continues to give the clearest signs of suicide that you do not see in real life. Like she is going up to people and just like random people giving away her possessions. Like, she is bequeathing upon people. Mm-hmm. And Veronica says, "Is everything okay?" And Cheryl's like, like <sighs> and then Keller runs, and then Kevin, and Kevin runs, runs in. <laughs> it's like, oh well, good. That was about to be. That was about to be helpful. But it's not going to be because again, Veronica has not watched Thirteen Reasons Why. I don't think 13, 13 Reasons Why is not 
They can't Not watch it. Great. It, can't, it also can't be out in this universe because Reggie is in 13 Reasons Why. It'd be, and they would watch it and then they'd be like, hey, that's why he hasn't been around bullying people. It would be, be confusing. Our friend. He's in this TV show. Who knew? <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so Cheryl does give Jughead a real creepy brooch that she says he can pawn yeah. that will keep him in burgers and sweatshirts. For years, maybe even decades. Yeah, and Jughead's like, okay, yeah, in the he pocket. Full on puts it oh, on yeah. the inside pocket of <laughs> yeah, his he's like, jacket. Yeah, he's like, he's literally like, I'm gonna sell this. <laughs> great, thanks, Cheryl. <laughs> it's gonna be great, great. So, as Kevin said, um, Kevin <laughs> rushes in. Yeah. And uh, it's because something terrible has happened to because- Betty and the surrounding five lockers. Yeah, they've covered up all of these lockers with not that many copies. I was going to be like, all the copies of the newspaper they could find. Like 20. But like 20 copies. So yeah. they took one stack. They were very lazy. Well. And they've posted them up on her locker and the surrounding five lockers and written, yeah. die, serpent slut. Yes. Great. And then had an effigy of her hanging there. Awesome. And Betty's like, not that upset by this. Yeah, she's like, oh, I got to get this off my locker. And she's like, damn it. <laughs> also, I'm sorry for everyone else around it. I'm assuming this is for me because that makes the most sense. But, but there are six other people it could potentially be. Guys, this is really inconvenient. I'm sorry. It's spray paint, am I right? No, it turns out it's like pig's blood. <laughs> Which Archie is not pleased about. No, Ar- you know, Archie. Archie's like, I've seen, how do people keep getting p- pig's blood? In Carrie, in this. Yeah. How does this happen? Where do you get pig's blood in Riverdale? All we have is maple syrup. <laughs> There's no Boy, animals. I would love if it was maple syrup. <laughs> that would have been that so That would have been great. <laughs> Riverdale, real missed opportunity. <laughs> Everything's maple syrup. So um, I have to assume Chuck did this. Uh, we don't know. We Just, don't know. We never find out. People did it. And we have a little bit of a looming statement because Archie is like, I've done nothing all year. I need to do something. If I, if I can find out who it was, I'll throw him through a wall. And uh, Luke Barry Andrews is like, you got to settle down because you could do that. Yeah. I know you don't think you can. You can do that. Then we'll all be in trouble. Like, I know that you hold back when you're playing football because that's how you think you should go. But if you get angry, you will you will rend someone. You need mm-hmm. to settle down, Archie. So we have a super short scene that we don't need to dive into, but essentially Hermione Hermione's getting darker and darker. Getting darker and darker. She tells Veronica to tell Archie to tell his dad that he should give up the contract. And I'm like, Hermione, that's not what you asked yeah. Luke Perry Andrews to do. You asked him to sell his company to you. So it, stop lying to your daughter. Yeah. And also, she, and also she, she's, she's fine for daughter to sexually manipulate him. Yeah. And Veronica is not fine with that. Yeah. Her... Like, in this scene, Hermione is framed like every other mother in the series is. She hasn't been. She was the good mom. No, apparently the she's the dark one. good mom. Yeah. All right. So Alice and Betty have a throwdown. Okay. I, I wanted to point something out about this scene that I think is very important. <laughs> is that this scene and this entire episode can, proves that Betty is the protagonist of the series. Yeah. Because nobody other than her and I would say Jughead... Jughead's a little bit, eh, he sort of has things happen to him. He gets a little, yeah. Um, Betty seeks action. Yes. Betty does things. She asks questions. She takes action to achieve her goals. Which is why that dumb nail in the palm thing... Yeah. ...just doesn't fit for her character and weakens her character. Yeah, like, because she's... 
she, she's she takes action. She tries to get what she wants. Yeah. She she identifies what she wants, which is more than what Archie's doing because he keeps thinking he wants things, then being like, I don't like the thing well, I got. Archie tends to have things happen to him and react. Yeah. Same with Veronica. Veronica has things happen to her yeah. and react. Jughead occasionally will search out, but he also has a lot of things where yeah. Betty is the only one who, even though she has things happen to her, she also will just search. Yes. I, I would put her as a protagonist and probably Jughead as a, as a Durotagonist. Yeah. Yeah, like, I would agree with that. Yeah. Like, she is. She is the only one in the series who's actually actively... She's the only one who causes other characters to change. Yes. So she throws down with her mom in the scene, and her mom is essentially like, I'm the mom, I do what I want. And then we have a really short scene where Cheryl was crying and asks not to go to school. Yeah. And her mom's like, I don't care about your emotions. (laughs) Look, I got over it, why can't you? And then we go back to the Cooper house the next morning, and because of Betty's actions, and because of her questioning, because of her strength... Alice Cooper has clearly been crying all night and has she's, no makeup she's on. She's cried for real. Real crying. And got, it she is actually shocking to see her with she, no makeup. She didn't have to force it. She she obviously is wearing makeup because yes. this is film. Yeah. But without, like, a, her face on, yeah. she comes in and you're like, oh, she. So she's going to tell the story that, like, FP was, like, um, oh, her these two fighting. Yeah. Which also reveals her really weird and veiled thing she said to Hal, where it's like, you're going to make her do the same thing that's, that That like, you tried to make me. Try or... to make me. Yeah. Yeah. To me. That we were like, oh, abortion. Not no. abortion. No, adoption. Which I thought was always the plan with Polly. No, so I think that what happened is Hal tried to make um, Polly, tried to make Alice have an abortion. Yeah. And Alice was like, no, I'm going to the sisters. I do what I want. And so when he tried to make Polly have an abortion, that's why Polly had to go to the sisters and do what she wants. The weird thing is, like, like in the and earlier scene, it really, really it, implied, it did. like... It really, really implied that she had had an abortion. Yeah, well, well, because, like, it sounded like you tried to do to her what you did to me. Sounds like he succeeded. Succeeded with her. And she actually did it. But no, turns out... She gave her son up for adoption. And you know what? Knowing that makes her pushing for Polly to do an adoption make way more sense. Yeah. Because she's trancing on her daughter, and she's like, no, it worked out fine for me. It's going to work out fine yeah. for you. But it was... I'll, I'll, I'll say my, my only problem is that if if what you're talking about is the true, like, way of doing it... Yeah. They, like, that that essentially is your... At this point the ser- in the series, that is your headcanon, because the yeah. series cannot confirm it. So I, I think... I don't think it was clumsily done before. I think it was purposely done to be misleading, and I think that was a bad choice. Yeah, because, like, it... Yeah. Uh, it, like, like it make... I, I don't think they messed up. I don't think we're confused. I think they were trying to mislead us. But the, the, yeah. And that was the wrong choice. Yeah, because when it finally was revealed, it's kind of like a, oh, okay. And, and then you have to look back and think, like, but d- like did but, I misunderstand? No, but like, I, I can remember the scene so clearly because it was so yeah. upsetting to me that they never said the word. Yeah. It's because it didn't happen. But Hal did try to make Polly have an abortion. And Hal did try to make presumably, yeah. Alice have an abortion. Yeah, presumably. Because yeah. he said he made, or Polly said he made me have, or he made me an appointment with the doctor. Yeah. So. Which, like, which, like, once again, like, the problem is that it's all still assuming. Like, it'd be nice if the series just said abortion because well, they can they can say incest. <laughs> and yeah, it's 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 weird. This whole thing is that entire story arc just ended up falling flat. Yeah. So then, which, is, which, which sucks because it is Alice Cooper's like defining thing that makes her a redeemable yeah, human being but it kind of just went like yeah which yeah it's unfortunate uh so then we have a very long needlessly dramatic sequence where 
they're at school and Betty gets a phone call from Jughead because he's already transferred to Southside High and all this music plays and Cheryl is clear lays out her white dress and it's all super dramatic while like this pseudo like pop punk rock plays and they rush to the school to save Jughead they nearly fall down it's intense it's amazing yeah but it turns out he has friends at his school also they run so Jughead's school is like the rough school yeah it has a metal detector when you come in yeah but when Archie and Veronica and Betty run into Jughead School, they just run through that metal detector, and they for sure have metal on them. Like they for sure have their cell phones. <laughs> yeah. There is no security guard standing there. It does not go off. No, they this, just like this school is supposed to be like, oh man, hard high security school. They have to put all the kids with metal detectors and security there. No, turns out three people can just run into the school at full tilt, and no one notices. <laughs> no one cares. Yeah, no one cares. All right. But turns out Jughead is do has friends who laugh at his jokes. Yeah. And so he's going to be okay. Yeah. And Betty, you can tell in her face, even at this moment, she's like, no, this is not going to be okay. Yeah, yeah. But even though Betty's the protagonist, they don't listen to her. But then, Veronica gets a text message. From Cheryl that says, thanks for everything. I'm going to be with Jason now. Because Cheryl does things that people who commit suicide don't really do. Because Cheryl did watch... Not 13 Reasons Why. I think she watched, like, a Lifetime movie and was yeah. like, hmm, this is how this is done. Yeah, yeah. So she texts him before, yep. and they have enough time to, to, get... ru- to run to, to yep. Sweetwater River. Because Archie can Robo run, but those kids, they don't have a car. They can't run as fast as him. <laughs> he carried them on his back. <laughs> they just didn't show us. It'd be too hilarious. Everyone, hop on. <laughs> I'll get us there. So they're at the river. Cheryl's standing in the middle of the ice. And she's trying to break through it. And I assume she has some sort of weapon. Yeah, she's like she's just pounding her fists on it, honestly. <laughs> so she falls through the ice. You know, she stands up and looks. Every, they're all like, be careful. The ice is going to crack underneath us. We can't run on it. And I'm like, Archie, you especially can't run on it. You're way too heavy. <laughs> Cheryl, Cheryl turns around, looks at them, and then the ice breaks and she falls in. And they all run across and the ice. And then they can run on the ice. And it's not breaking anymore. <laughs> no, but Archie tears across it. So much faster than all of his friends. We we assumed he was heavy metal. He might be some sort of like carbon fiber. Like he's, he's like running on yeah. top of the he, snow. He's like a boat. He's yeah. like one of those uh those like really light like uh light runner sailboats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he just like from everyone else, he just shreds it. And he runs where she was, and she, he can't see her because as you know, when you fall through the ice, you don't resurface. Yeah, or you yeah. Up and you get stuck yeah. under the ice. So he's like, spread out, everybody. Don't worry. The ice won't break anymore. So they all are clearing the snow off the ice. And, of course, Archie finds her. Yeah. And just starts punching, punching the, the ice. ice. And we're like, Archie, well, that will work. You're covered with human, like a little bit of human. You're going to leak all your red oil out. Luke Perry is going to have to do so much work to fix your hand. Also, you have boots. Just kick the ice. <laughs> kick the ice. Stop use, it. Use your heel. Instead, he, like, what I'm going to call... <laughs> Man rages and just like his <laughs> one hand punches the ice. And my God, shows in the water. She sees Jason and like that whole and thing she happens. Sees and then Archie's she, hand plunge <laughs> covered in blood, well, red oil. She sees Jason and decides, I don't want to do this anymore. Yep, because he's terrifying looking. I, I like how she's always so like, oh, Jason, Jason. But every time she sees him she's in her like terrified. mind, she is terrified. <laughs> it's true every time she she keeps on forgetting death is terrifying <laughs> so um archie saves 
Cheryl. Yes. He pulls her out of the ice. He gives her some CPR, which, again, is not in his skill set. <laughs> but... And I was really worried when he was doing the chest compressions. Because do you remember the episode of Buffy where Buffy gives her mom CPR? Yeah. And she breaks all of her ribs? Yeah. But fortunately, as, as we know, like like um, Archie's really oh, I guess well, she's also a vampire, so her ribs are probably unbreakable. Yeah. Well, and also Ar- Archie has been holding back his strength this entire time. That's like, true. That's what he was able to punch through solid ice. <laughs> and, but that was because he unleashed his full Robo rage. Like when he said he could throw someone through a wall, like he can throw someone through a wall, but he won't. Yeah, because when he's playing football and all this stuff, he's like, "This is the strength I should be at." <laughs> He probably, like, has a little, like, in his chest, he has one of those little things that, uh, dial that, like, points down when there's no effort. And there's, like, a green part with a happy face that's, like, normal human effort. And then there's, like, a red part on the other side that's, like, dangerous, (laughs) creepy effort. So so when he was punching through the ice, he was on the dangerous side. But when he went back to doing CPR, he was like, no, normal. (laughs) Human. (laughs) But he saves her. And she's fine. Because they bring her to Veronica's house. Veronica's house. And Hermione is not impressed, infuriated by this. And Veronica says Cheryl had an accident. We had to bring her here. Hermione, who has been the best far, mom, thus far, so somewhat nice to like every, like even like everybody, Polly, yeah. like everybody who could have a family that is crazy. But apparently, Cheryl is the one where she draws it's a the line. Step too far. Yeah. This girl is like obviously wet. She looks like a drowned rat. <laughs> and Hermione's like, oh, she had an accident. And Hermione's like, well, just get, get her out of here. And then Cheryl's like, it's okay, I'll go home. And then Hermione stalks out, and Veronica Lodge is like, okay, Lady Macbeth. Ugh. And I was like, um, in what way, Veronica? In what way? Veronica, tell me about Macbeth. Tell me about Lady Macbeth's arc. And tell then me, write me an essay about how that it relates to your mother's actions. Yeah, in that moment. Tell me what you think. Tell me what you think Lady Macbeth is about. Because in my mind, she's about insanity and growing guilt. And power. And power. But, but in that moment, Hermione just like, I don't want her in my house. And kind of meanness. So in this storyline, then, is Luke Perry Andrews Duncan... And Mr. Lodge and Hermione are going to band together to kill Luke Perry Andrews so that he can take over the kingdom, which is Luke Perry Andrews Construction Company, because also there are some witches that told them they were going to do that. I mean, I suppose so. That seems to make about as much sense as anything else. Is either that or what she meant to say was Lady Montague. Which would make sense. Or even Lady Capulet. Yep. Both of them would have wanted someone else in the house. Lady Capulet is a better... One, because Lady Montague literally has, like, two lines. Yeah, yeah, but either one of them would really have worked. But Lady Macbeth was just, like, a weird moment for Veronica to, once again, try to throw in some culture and fail absolutely. Perfect. So then Betty has a scene where she talks to her mom, but all I really remember is that her hair looked gorgeous. She's nervous about her speech. She's nervous about Jughead. And, And her mom is essentially like, don't screw up the speech. And Betty's like, I won't. (laughs) <laughs> and you're like, Betty, you've got a plan. We have this weird little bit here when they're preparing for it where um, Veronica... Oh, by the way, one second. Uh, so this is another party. So there wasn't a party last episode, but there was two parties in one episode. Yeah. So I'm going to say that they have hit 13 parties in 13 episodes. So... 13 for 13. So Woo! thumbs up, Riverdale. Great work. You know what you've done. Uh, but 
Yeah, so Archie and Veronica have a weird scene where Veronica's like, do you actually like me or do you I, like Betty? I saw you looking at Betty and it seemed like you had you had feelings for her. And Archie was like, no, I just had feelings in general. I just had feelings about feelings. <laughs> I like it when I see people who are in love. And Veronica's like, oh. Like, like Archie looking at them, she could have also been like, I saw you looking at that. Do you have feelings for Jughead? Which, yes. Because they were both there. Yep. And Archie definitely has feelings for Jughead. I mean, obviously. So, um... But since he saved Cheryl, and now he's a double hero. Exactly. Once so, again, they were all there, but I guess he punched through the ice. <laughs> and he did the CPR. With his robo-fist. So uh, Josie stalks into the room and is like, we're going to play your song. And I was like, uh, you're not going to practice it together? <laughs> that seems short-sighted. I presume they're just very good. And to be fair, Archie's one who sings it. That's true. And they are very good. And they are just kind of doing – it's pretty much Archie, and he plays his own guitar with a broken hand, which is impressive. And then Valerie plays keyboard. And she does not look happy. <laughs> nope. There is some subtext there going on. But, like, she did break up with him, so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then there's a cute scene where FP is like, Jughead. You need to live. You need to thrive. And I, it made me mad. And Jughead tells his dad, like, oh, it's going to be okay. It's just another school. It's fine. The whole thing made me mad. I didn't like it. Well, we're reaching the end of the episode where it's all just setting up for next season. Yeah. Uh, but Archie begins to sing a song, and it's not about friends. It's another romance song. Yeah, it's a love song because he can only write sweet guy songs that he yeah. sings with his sweet guy voice. Yeah. Also, Veronica sings with them, but it's not introduced. <laughs> It's pretty good. Why is she there? Why is she there? Also, Melody's there. And Melody. And Melody. Um, and then Betty gives her speech. And it's the speech you expect Betty to give. Yeah. Weirdly enough, the band opens for the speech. Yeah. Um, but Betty uh, big dogs the entire city. Because she's tired of the... I'm going to swear. Because she's tired of their... Bullshit. Yeah. So she... She, she gets up there and she's like, like, this is what Riverdale is. And this is what Riverdale is. Also, all these terrible things is what Riverdale is. But we have to accept that and be better. We have to work together to make Riverdale the place we want to pretend it is. And the entire city is like, uh, 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 And uh. then Jughead claps. And then Kevin stands up and he claps. He's like, yeah, my dad's a very, very bad sheriff. <laughs> very, I don't think he should have this job. Very bad sheriff. And um, everyone claps. So when she mentions... Clifford Blossom is all like everyone's forgetting the Clifford Blossom or Jason and Miss Blossom's like oh I was kind of hoping everyone would that's why I had the quiet funeral don't forget all the maple syrup we do you guys like it and those serpents stealing all the heroin that we brought in but don't worry about that part the serpents the serpents so Betty is the hero yep for the moment yes um so then Cut to the end of the session where Betty was the hero. Yep. And Luke Perry Andrews and Archie are in the hallway. And Hermione's like, Luke Perry Andrews, did you think about my offer? And he's like, that's a good offer, but uh, screw you. I think you're trying to protect yourself and not protect me. <laughs> or this town. See ya. Oh, no, no. See you at work, partner. <laughs> and then, and he's- then he's out. <laughs> And then Archie gives her the stink eye. Archie and Veronica are both like four. They give. They do all but give her like the sh- like the wiping the shame off your finger. Shame. And when your child, when Archie Andrews gives you a dirty look, oh, you done messed up. Yeah, it's it's pretty great. Luke Barry gave gave a great thing about it. he. 
He never planned on taking. Oh no, that. he was waiting. No, no, he was. He, he was showing. He was showing that, that, that like because she, she in this scene, um, Hermione does show a lot more of how it's like you can't stand up to hear him. And Luke Perry's like, I ain't afraid to hear him, Hiram. I'm a man. <laughs> okay, share. You know he's not a man. Cheryl. Cheryl is a young girl who needs therapy. <laughs> yeah, Cheryl. Cheryl chaotic burns down the house. Yep. And let's just leave it at that. No way, you can't leave it at that because everyone tries to have sex. Well, wait, hang on. <laughs> There's a scene where they all go, like, they all sit in the booth and they and Jughead doesn't oh, yeah. know his talks. At least in this one, he didn't mention there's only three people there. But he's there now. He's there now. Many milkshakes were drank. Yeah, that weird thing in, like, this first episode or the second, one of those, this first episode. Yeah. Where you said, but, like, if you looked at this, you would see three people, four people, but there was actually only three You'd see Arch, uh, Archie, the luckiest man in the world. And I'm like, where did that come from, Jughead? What is happening? Because <laughs> I can tell you one thing. He does not seem that lucky. But he's forgotten that he gave that speech. And then I stopped taking notes because I thought the episode was over. No, no, no. No, it's, no, no. It's time for uh, Betty and Jughead to proclaim their love for each other. And also, our, oh, and, no, they actually say I love no, you no, and no, it's no. so they, cute. They, they say I love you and it's super romantic. Meanwhile, <laughs> Archie and Veronica... Are um, sneaking into ha- her house. Ha- have sex to imagine dragons. Yep. <laughs> while Veronica's mom is unconscious from Valium and wine. Well, when she first says, she's like, oh, my mom's been mixing her reds and her whites all night. And I'm like, that doesn't do I anything. Think, I think that she's supposed to show low class. Well, like I been, mean, I'm drinking mixed red and white, right? Anyway. But she's been, but she's been mixing her reds, and, her reds and whites and popping Valium. And then you're like, ah, Valium. Yes, that does make you pass out. Thank you. <laughs> yes, and then and Imagine Dragons plays in the Imagine background. Imagine Dragons plays, everyone hooks up, except there's a knock on the door, and Betty says, my mom! <laughs> and Jughead <laughs> says, your mom! Well, then Jughead's like, who else? Yeah. <laughs> yeah clearly. So they open the door. Not no. her mom. No, it's Hot hot Dog is there. Yep. Yeah, Jughead's Jug- dog. Which, which I guess is not his. Which apparently is the serpent's dog. But we learn from here that now Jughead has a gang. Because his dad didn't <laughs> inform he's the de facto leader. As far as we can tell. He is now the leader of the serpent. <laughs> as, far as, I, as far as I am willing to give it thought, Jughead <laughs> is the leader of the Southside Serpents. Which is why he has a jacket. And, and Betty's kind of like, oh no. And Jughead's kind of like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> the darkness within me They're, it's rising i mean jughead gives this cool like kind of like like almost half like a wet pompadour is what i'm yeah. gonna call it and this uh, is when jughead starts to feel the horcruxes inside his soul <laughs> and he has the power to become the dark one yeah <laughs> yeah turns out he wasn't a ghost all along he was a horcrux for who <laughs> You know what a horcrux is, right? Yeah, the original leader of the Southside Serpents, who it turns out was the third Blossom brother. Yeah, it's all going to come back to that, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but now Archie has to go meet in the, in the morning. Yeah. Got to go meet, meet his dad at Pops for breakfast, which usually means his dad has something to tell him. And I was like, oh my God, where does his dad think he was all night? At, at, yes, then he Archie walks in the door. Archie does not lie. Because Archie walks in the door and his dad's like, hey, Casanova. And I'm like, oh, his dad didn't know where he was. All right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he goes to... And, and he smiles at himself in the mirror. And we're like, oh. There's too much joy. <laughs> this is going to go bad. And then there's a crash. Boom. Bang. From the, outside. There's a masked man holding a gun to Pop's head. And Archie comes out of the space. And Luke Perry enters is like, Archie. Yeah. Shakes his head. And he's like, Archie, I didn't put it... You're not, you're not bulletproof yet. I haven't added that yet. 
And then I shouted, Luke Perry Andrews, you're not bulletproof either. And then our, then the, the gunman turns his gun on uh Luke on Perry Andrews, Andrews tries to be a hero. And then Archie tries to be a he hero. He dies in front of him. We cut outside. There's a there's a gunshot. The man runs out. There's a voiceover. But then the scene keeps going. That's not the end. It's yeah. not, it, that's not the cliffhanger. The you, cliffhanger is we know that Luke Perry Andrews has been shot. Yes. Clearly by Hiram. Yeah, obviously it's a hit. Yeah, obviously it's a hit. Because I did, I did take a moment to look at like the eyes and the hands of the yeah. masked man being like, Chuck, is this the chaos not, that was wrought? It's, it's not, not Chuck. It's not it's Chuck. Not Chuck. It's some no, white no. guy. No, no. It's, uh, yeah. Clear, it's clearly clearly a hit Clearly man. Hiram called a hit on him. Uh, I'm pouring more wine. <laughs> uh, okay, so but but they didn't do they didn't do what I thought they were going to do. I thought they were going to do a fire, and you weren't going to know who was that's shot. True. I'm glad we know who it was. But it's Luke Perry, and I it's feel Luke Perry Andrews. I feel quite strongly, and yeah. I'm just going to throw this out here now. We can talk about the future of the show, if. You, but I. Oh, hang, hang on. Let's okay. let's let's make all right. So that that's what it is. Yeah. That was and that was it. That's that's the end of the season, mm-hmm. and we do have a second season, so we we are going to see the the we're um, going to see the fallout of this now. First, let's do this. Okay. Aaron. Yes, Kevin. Did you find yourself a CW moment in this episode? Yeah, the stupid social worker thing. Moving on. Kevin, did you find yourself a CW <laughs> moment? <laughs> Wait, you're just going to leave it at that? Yes, they know. They know <laughs> what they did. <laughs> okay. I was going to say them leaving a suicidal girl alone. Also that. She like, did chaotic, chaotic burn her house down. Well, I mean, like, Cheryl... Had shown signs of suicide. Yeah. Um, and then literally tried to kill herself. And then and they, they sent and her then, home. Yeah, then Veronica brought her to her house and then said, all right, Cheryl, have fun. Your mom's not here. You're fine now. Can we ass- – you're, you're definitely not going to try to do it again. Where is her ghost grandmother in a wheelchair? Burned down in the house. Yeah. <laughs> Fire kills vampires. That va- vampire old lady grandma is dead. No, she's dead. She dead. She dead. <laughs> they're, they're gonna be they're standing outside and and then Sean just goes, Hot Rose! <laughs> they're Nana Rose. Um, for those of you who chose to listen to our podcast only on the last episode of Riverdale, which is an insane <laughs> choice, we did not explain what a CW moment is. Oh yeah. But it's a know. moment where drama overrides logic. Yes. Which yes. is you could tell from our shouting and distaste that that's what it was. I guess we did that very quick, but it was for a reason, because now it's time for us to talk about what happens next? Predictions. Um. Yeah. So, I I think Luke Perry. You you said you said it first. He's probably gonna live. Yeah, he's gonna live. Like he was shot. He was shot in like the the, the side of the stomach. I would say maybe the spleen. Yeah. And guess what, y'all? You don't need a spleen. It was on the chest. It was not the gut. It yeah. was like side it was of like spleen. the side. And like he's gonna be there. He's gonna be in the hospital. I think for episodes. Oh, episodes and episodes. Like he's gonna be in there. People are gonna visit him. Hermione's gonna visit him. She's gonna feel yeah. terrible. Hiram's gonna visit him, and he's gonna be like th- weirdly threatening, but never outwardly. But in threatening. like a smiley, charismatic way. And Luke Perry's gonna big dog him down, even from a <laughs> even from his hospital even bed. From his hospital bed. And then they're gonna be crippled by the debt yeah. of Luke Perry Andrews being in the hospital. But something's gonna come through at the last moment. Maybe a charity concert. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. To pay for yeah. this. Uh, Hospital visit. because the th- So, CW shows have been known occasionally to kill off beloved characters. Yeah. Um, do you care if I spoil One Tree Hill for you a little bit? Um, I wouldn't do it for the audience. Guys, watch season four of One Tree Hill and see what happens with the men in Lucas Scott's life. 
Okay. Well, the other thing is, is like, yeah, or sometimes... Or, like, 90210. 90210 is really, really old. Yeah. Um, They killed off a beloved character sort of midway through the second season. And, uh, I mean, like, like, that does happen. Like, it's... But I don't think Luke Perry Andrews... Well, I don't think, act, I think no. I don't think real life Luke Perry has anything else going on that he needs to leave the well, show. I my thing is that I think it is more dramatic to have him survive. Yeah, because that because like if he died, then then it's just Archie on kind of like a revenge page. And if he <laughs> dies, I'm sorry, Molly Ringwald Andrews is not coming back to Riverdale. Yeah, just so her son can stay with his friends. Yeah, if Luke Perry Andrew dies, Archie is going to Chicago. Yeah, and the show is over. Yeah, so instead he's going to survive. I mean, the hospital, which means Archie has to stay yeah. to take care of his dad. Molly Ringwald is going to come back. Exactly. And that's what, and well, because him surviving also adds more drama for Hiram and Hermione and yep. everybody. Because and everybody. Because as um, Veronica said, when um, her, when her mom wanted her to like you know manipulate um, Archie to get to Fred, is that he is the only honest guy in town. He's the only guy with any sort of like integrity or like exactly. He's the only one who's driven by his moral compass yeah. as opposed to achieving his goals. Yeah, he is the heart of the town, and I, it's much more dramatic to have him survive than to have him die. Yeah, I think especially with the way the show has been going. Yeah, so that's my biggest prediction for next season. Yeah. Um, I have a secondary prediction, yeah. and it makes me angry, but I think that Betty and Jughead will have to break up next season, yeah. and I think the dating is going to flip, and I think Betty and Archie will be together by the end of next season. You think, I mean, they, they have some little clues at that. Yeah. I think they're trying really, really hard to have that triangle start up. Mm-hmm. That, you know, the, the Archie-Betty-Veronica triangle, which this season they kind of pretended was going on, but, but it wasn't. wasn't. Um, they gave it lip service, but nothing but they, else. No action. Yeah. The thing I feel, though, is when Archie and Betty finally get together, the series is done. Yeah. Like, I, mean, I, I think they're endgame. And unless it's going to be really, really clever, because, for instance, on um, Parks and Rec, yeah. when um, Adam Scott's character and uh, – shoot, what are these characters' names? I don't know. The main girl in Parks and Rec. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amy Poehler's uh, Les- character. Leslie Nope. Yeah. And Ben. When Leslie and Ben finally get together, yeah. that's like pretty early in the series. Yeah. But they're able to do stuff with it. And same thing with yeah. The Office. Like you root for Jim and Pam forever. Yeah, but this But this they one, make it work once they get yeah, together. But this one I think is because that's like the main crux of it. Yeah. I think they're going to do that by having Jughead go dark. And then regretting it, and and being because yes. I think the best way to have them break up is is to realize that they work better when Betty is his moral compass and not his girlfriend. Yes, I think it's where they have to go. I would prefer I they so. stay together because I like their relationship. But I don't think the but show's going to do that. Yeah, because like they need to evolve and they need to change. Exactly. So I think he, I think he's going to go dark. Um, I think she's going to help him, and they're going to become friends rather than... And I think there's going to be a point where she can't help him anymore, and she's going to have to let him go. Yeah. And he's going to have to find his way back. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, that's, I, I can see that happening next season. Um, let's reflect back on this season a little bit. I'm going to reflect back with plot threads that were never picked up again. Like, friggin' Chuck Clayton. Yeah, so when Chuck Clayton first appeared, he did his whole stuff, and then at the end of it, Jughead gave a... Huge foreshadowing. That they shouldn't have kicked him off of the football team because little did we know, disaster would follow. And all he did was, like, kind of help Cheryl... Kind of crash Archie's party. Which had no real serious repercussions. And he got punched by an adult. And he got punched by an adult. And also, Cheryl would have just done that by herself. Yeah, she didn't need Chuck for it. Yeah. He literally added nothing to that episode. that was it. 
that was it. That was it. Maybe he was the one who put this up on Betty's Locker. That even wasn't like But that, that would have been cool if they had shown us that. No, I mean, and that was bullying, but that wasn't what, like, Jughead seemed to have been. Little did we know that we should. Maybe that'll happen next season. All right. Uh, another plot thread. Wow. Miss Grundy never came back. And I'm so mad about that. Yeah. I wanted her to be the murderer. Her her entire thing with Archie now doesn't mean anything. Didn't add... Maybe, she, again, I'm almost wondering if they didn't think they would get a second season. And they w- w- and now they've shifted plot lines into the second season. So maybe she'll come back in the second season. The thing is, like, she was such a huge part of the beginning season. But if you had actually removed her character, Archie could have gone through the same arc. Because yeah. he didn't even really have an arc. He had no bit. arc with that. He was just like, I like you. And then they were like, Archie, don't like her. And then he was like, okay, I don't it, like you. And then even when it came up again at the end when it was revealed at the party. There was no, one, no follow no, through. Yeah, no no follow one through, cared. No because No one really cared all that much. Yeah. So like it was an entire, it was so much of the first like six episodes. And when it, when it was ended and gone, here's the problem when you do something like that. Yeah. It creates a disconnect from the beginning season and the last and the end of the season. Yeah, because they feel like two different. They feel TV like two, shows. Yeah, they feel like two different. Like it feels like what happened in those first episode episodes and what happened at the end are two different, distant apart because nothing connected them all. Yeah, because and even like the blossoms weren't really introduced until later. And I mean, they took that two week break. Yeah, and it really does feel like the back half and the front half are different. Well, especially as Grunny didn't disappear in, in at, at that two week break. Nope, she, she left before in, that. The fourth or the fifth, fifth episode? episode? You know the other thing that I'm wondering about? And I don't want to be this skeptical, but Miss Grundy was played by a blonde. So I wonder if they did all of that so they could put all these shots, these like misleading shots in the previews of Archie making out with a blonde. Oh, to make it seem like he's making out with Betty? Yeah. Because <laughs> we didn't, like when we saw those previews, we didn't know. We were like, I think he's kissing Betty. And they were all him kissing Grundy. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I, like it... it I could see that because they did the thing with um, Betty and Veronica kissing. Yeah, which had no, which once again had yeah. nothing to do with it. But the problem is that it's they spread it out for so long, and it's a very serious thing that's going on. But in the end, didn't mean anything. And it was so, it was so inappropriate, so gross. And and here's the thing: they dealt with it well, but there was no, but like it was so. There's no point. There was no payoff. And like it. it it didn't deepen our, and it didn't deepen Archie's relationships with anyone else. No, and it didn't even like. I guess it kind of made us feel for Archie, but like they had other things that made us feel for Archie so much more. It was just like it. Uh, I don't know. It was a really weird thing that we kept on being like, she's going to come back. Like she, she has, has to come she back because she was such a big part, and she left us so like dramatically. And I honestly felt like she either had to be the murderer. Or come back murdered. Yeah, like like it was like her entire bit was to be. She had a four episode like lead up to her being a red herring. Yeah, and I didn't like that. Yeah, it was it was a poor choice of a storyline. Now a storyline that they haven't followed up with a lot, but I think they've actually done a pretty good job with. Yeah, is that Ethel storyline? Yeah, I mean she she had a, she had a full arc. She had a full arc, and they've made efforts yeah to continue to refer to her yeah. so she can come back and, and and honestly even if she doesn't come back in the second scene like her character doesn't come back it's fine yeah like here's the like they they had her appear in that episode she reappeared again when her problem came up again but then it kept around for one more to show they're like no it's still continuing yeah. and then they referred to her in the yeah. next couple episodes which 
I understand. They're, like, you can't always keep bringing characters back, especially, especially yeah. secondary characters because of money and all the things yeah. that come with it and scheduling. But this was a good way of doing it. Yeah, they handled that really yeah. well. She came up once. She did her bit. Yeah. She came up later when her storyline became prevalent again. In a good way, because they, they almost, like, referred to the fact that no one kind of, like... Yeah, that she, she had sort of disappeared. She didn't pop back in and be like, remember, I've been here the entire time. Yeah, they were like, oh, yeah, we didn't pay attention to this important stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then she was in the next episode. It's sort of just like, I a am the still group. there. Yeah. And then when she didn't appear, it did not feel weird. No, it's also things ramped up at that point. And yes. You're like, okay, yeah, you are only hanging out with your core group. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. So, yeah, no, that's, that, that's yeah. good. That's good. Right. Yeah. All right, uh, cool. I think that's... I think that's it for Riverdale, I guys. That's it. That's, that is it for Riverdale, which means that we are moving on to... Uh, the OC. The OC. Which so that'll be, uh, ne- will be a whole new romp. <laughs> yeah, so next week is going to be episode two of the OC because we've already done the pilot. Yeah, if you want to go back, it was three episodes ago. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't that long ago. Yeah, you can look back. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's it. Be fun. That's it. All right, cool. Our off season is probably going to be longer than our running season. I <laughs> I actually think we're going to have enough weeks in there to be able to get through the entire first season of the OC before Riverdale comes back. Awesome. Yeah, so that's exciting. Cool. And we will be back with Riverdale when it does come back because yep. it's come back for a second and season. You know what? Even even if we're not done the OC, we're going to hop back into Riverdale. We may I I don't know how it's going to time out. We may do if there's like one episode to go. We may do a bonus episode that's the OC finale. And yeah, then, we'll we'll, we'll, figure you know we'll figure it that out. We'll figure it out. That is future Moa's problem. <laughs> But if you liked it, you should uh, you should make sure that you review us, uh, rate us on uh, oh wow on iTunes on your podcast service. Yeah, because that that is how other people can find us, and that's exactly. very important. Is that if you if you, if if you want to keep hearing us give these <laughs> these reviews of teen dramas, these uh, very nuanced and uh, very critical and very know. on top of things reviews. Yeah, we need you to uh, we need you to tell your friends. Rate, review, subscribe, tweet yeah. about us. Tweet to us. Yeah, we love we love hearing from you. We love uh, hearing your responses, especially the now like like the finale of Riverdale. We want to hear what are your thoughts on the finale of How Riverdale. How do you feel about it? Yeah, it was like like do, like do you feel like like I I think it's set up for the second season. Well, I still think this should have been the first episode of the second season. Absolutely, I agree. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Why was kicking Chuck Clayton off the team such a disastrous choice? When will Miss Grundy come back? When will Ethel reveal her evil plan? Answers to all this and more next year on MOA. A teen drama fan cast?